So, Adidi, you came to us with this incredible story here at The Outline. What is it? Um, it's about what it's like to DJ an orgy. 13 million people. The Outline World Dispatch. I found out a lot. It's kind of one of those things that the more you go into it, the more information you find, and it doesn't, I don't know, the story just keeps getting larger and larger the more you get into it. So let's back up for a second. So how did you become interested in this subject? Because, you know, I'm sure many of us have heard of orgies and like what they entail, but a lot of us don't really think about the music behind it. I personally just assume that, you know, somebody just like plugs in an iPhone and plays like a Spotify playlist. So Mm -hmm. how did you get interested in this subject? I guess by meeting a DJ that did um, DJ orgies, you know, because I think I would have thought the same thing. Like, you know, music isn't the most important aspect when you go to a party to, um, you know, meet other people and be sexual and stuff. But I think that meeting someone who DJed them, I was like, oh, I wonder what that's like. Because so much of DJing is reading the room and reading what's happening and kind of seeing what people are responding to. So who did you speak to for this? My real name yeah. <laughs> is Julie Covello, Covello. And I go by DJ Shaky yeah. with an E. Mm. S-H-A-K-E-Y. And I've been DJing in the New York metro area professionally since about 1995. DJ Shaky, Julie Cavello, she's really great. Um, She was my introduction into the world. Uh, Katia Slotke, she does these parties called Eden Sensual Playground. And she was really wonderful to talk to. Um, Kenny Blunt does something called Chemistry New York City. And those are also uh, play parties. And then the Baroness, who is actually a pretty well-known character, I think, in the city and elsewhere. um, But she does fetish parties. Hmm. But yeah, so she also owns like a latex spot uh, that sells a lot of um, latex outfits. And the parties kind of went with that. Um, But yeah, and DJ Shaky Julie has DJed for her. She's DJed for her and she's DJed for Kenny Blunt. The first... One of these types of parties was for a woman whose name is the Baroness, mm-hmm. and she also has her own company of latex designs. Somebody recommended me because I had a very vast collection of different styles of music, and mm-hmm. for the Baroness, every one of her events was focused on a different fetish. Mm -hmm. So one might be circus, and another might be World War II, and another might be uh, trampling, and another might be medical. Um, So each of these had sort of special music needs, at least for the first half of the party or so. You know, speaking to these four people, like what are the big things you learned from the four of them about this world? Um, well, like I said, it's kind of like the more I got into it, the more I realized how different so many of them are. Like a fetish party is totally different and each kind of requires a different set of knowledge. And that's kind of why the Baroness said she went to Julie is that like you need to just have a wide breadth of knowledge of music in order to know, you know, fetish things can be pretty niche. I mean, in general, something that's common for all of those parties is you want to make people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you want to encourage play. That's like the common ground. So, you know, the trampling party, uh, DJ Shaky said that she played like, like these boots are made for walking, like for some mm. of it. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And like, but she was like, you can't go too cheesy because then it's almost like, you know, not making fun of the party, but you still want it to be a good time. So you throw those in to go with the theme, but then you go into more like EDM. She says she tries to explicitly stating that you need enthusiastic consent from someone. So if a piece of music has like misogyny or anything that talks about like coercion, like, uh, come on, baby, give it to me. Otherwise I'm going to fuck your friend. Like any, you know what I mean? Like Mm. there's many songs out there that got that vibe. And I just avoid that kind of stuff. Even though it's a theme, you don't want to get too themey. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's nice to throw in a couple of things that kind of are like, haha, you know, it's mm-hmm. on the theme. But in general, people don't want to hear an hour's worth of songs about feet. <laughs> you know, it's more about maybe a rhythm or a mood that you're setting that keeps the energy up. Uh, keeps people socializing. Like when you when you say this, this kind of reminds me of like when you go to like it's kind of like the good tell of a great cafe or a good restaurant where mm-hmm. the music, as you said, like it blends in the background and it's not like I'm blaring this just to show you what my tastes are, mm-hmm. but it's very very considered. No, totally, it's. It's weird because it's very curated. It's like curated, so you don't notice it. So How long are these parties? I think they're like nine to three. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. They're, I mean, it's like a whole experience, right? Yeah. So like you go in at nine. I'm getting tired just thinking about that. <laughs> so did anyone say or imply to you like what is kind of like a great hookup song and what is the worst hookup song? No, it's more um, like I think this would go with if it's a good song, you don't even notice it. It's like kind of having your mm-hmm. life scored. The parties are meant to be more about like your interaction with one another and the music just plays as a background. It's, um, Katia did say she likes a lot of like low women voices in songs and mm. a lot of uh, lyrics that make women feel like very sexy and you know able to be in their power when they're somewhere deep sensual house ah okay Mm -hmm. do they love this work like it seems like this is something that like you can't do and you're not like completely 100 percent on board i think it's definitely like a very beautiful a very beautiful scene and they really thought this should be, this should be in the world, and they really thought this was something that they wanted to experience, and so they created it themselves. You know, um, there's definitely when you talk to them a sense of like necessity, not just like I wanted to throw a fun party. It was more of like creating an experience that they thought that they really wish they had had when they like first moved to New York, or something where they went to a play party and they didn't like certain aspects of it. And so they took that and like made their own and made it something that they really were passionate about. You know, a lot of people have assumptions about what goes on in these scenes. And I feel like sometimes when people bring the, this type of thing up in conversation, they're very 
misguided about what happens. Like they feel like all the parties are the same, or all the parties are, all the people are weirdos or freaks, or like there's abuse, or you know what I mean? And it's like, it's really not like that. Today, you heard from Aditi Srikant. Thanks again for joining us. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm a freelancer, so you can find my work in The Outline, of course, Racked, Playboy, and wherever. But if you want to know, you can also follow me on Twitter. It's Aditi, my first name, A-D-I-T-I underscore Srikant, S-H-R-I-K-A-N-T. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James D. Green. Today's story was edited by Jeremy Gordon. We use music from APM for today's episode, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. Thanks for listening today, and we'll see you soon. Or swing on by. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>